Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. My neighbor's dog kept barking, so I put it on eBay. I know that's a little extreme, but you should have heard the damn thing. I couldn't sleep. Anyway, when someone bought it for two bucks, I thought that would be the end of my problems. But turns out it was my wife who bought the dog. She had no idea it was the same one. She always wanted one. Dog's even louder at our house because everything it sees is unfamiliar. Now I got my neighbor knocking on my door at all hours of the day. Wheel the shotgun. I tell you one thing. That's the last time I ever use eBay. From Absolutely Productions, this is Branchburg with Brendan and Corey. The Branchburg Township School District has recognized Jennifer Berger as its Teacher of the Year. Miss Berger, a former Air Force officer turned fifth grade teacher at Branchburg Elementary, received the honor for teaching all of her students how to fly single-engine airplanes. Miss Berger was the clear choice for this year's honor, said Superintendent Jeff McLaughlin. I'm not sure what the point of this award would be if we didn't give it to the teacher who taught a bunch of students how to fly a goddamn airplane. I mean, come on, people! Despite the strong stamp of approval from the superintendent, Miss Berger was a controversial choice. Some critics say she violated school policy by not teaching her students any of the required curriculum and instead taking them out of school and onto a large field every day for nine months. Others say that her students are not adequately prepared for middle school, citing the fact that they never learned division, did not participate in the D.A.R.E. program, and are all legally required to take summer school. Regardless, one thing is clear. Miss Berger's class will enter sixth grade having logged over 20 flight hours of dual training and 10 hours of solo flight, something none of their fellow classmates can claim. I just watched an 11-year-old do a barrel roll seven feet off the ground! You can't tell me anything! Miss Berger will receive a $1,000 cash prize and be honored in a small ceremony at the Branchburg Elks Club later this month. This is Branchburg Public Radio. The teenagers like to play this new game where uh, they fill up my mailbox with cement. I've asked a few of my neighbors, and it seems I'm the only one they do this to. I'm not sure why they chose me. I guess... God just works in mysterious ways. (laughs) I do have to admit, I was mad at first. I've gone through like 40 mailboxes this year. I thought about putting a fence around my mailbox, but of course that would prevent the mailman from giving me my mail. I don't want that. I want mail, just not cement. Then I thought about sitting out there with a gun all night, but 
I just don't have the energy to do stuff like that anymore. Plus, I don't know where my gun is. At one point, I even thought about just getting rid of my mailbox, you know, just ripping it out of the ground and throwing it into the pond. But then something occurred to me, maybe this is keeping them from doing even worse things, you know, like drugs and stuff. I mean, I wouldn't want to be the cause of a teenager getting hooked on drugs. I know how hard that stuff is to kick. I mean, I've never tried drugs myself, but I've seen movies. Makes parents cry. So, I'm just gonna let them keep filling up my mailbox with cement. It's always good to give back to your community. I suppose I prioritize information differently than most people. Do I wish I knew every letter of the alphabet? Of course I do. But God had greater plans for me. Like the car accident I was in last week. And by car accident, I mean opening the passenger side door of the taxi I was in, scraping five parked cars along the way, in an attempt to let a bee out, which I later learned was dead. As my taxi driver was too distraught to even talk to me, I took it upon myself to approach the officer dispatched to the scene. License plate number GXE54C. Looks like a side image on a 2010 Toyota. Thank Camry. God none of us were killed! What? I couldn't bear the thought of my mother unleashing a primal howl as I'm lowered into the ground forever. Sir, get your hand off my shoulder. My departure from this mortal form is not just yet. However, when that time comes, rest assured, I will disrobe and crawl underneath the nearest car. My last moments will be spent fighting a 15 year old cat who also had plans to die there. The officer then said I reeked of alcohol. This is an odd accusation, as most complaints from friends and loved ones pertain to how everything I touch ends up smelling like peanut butter. It was this gross inaccuracy that made me decide it was in the public safety that I try and confiscate his gun, to which he quickly subdued me. I later tossed out the frivolous citation the officer handed me, as I find the English alphabet to have way too many letters. The indecipherable code of yet another failed civilization, soon to be lost among the halls of history. Besides, I'm busy giving a bumblebee its proper bird, and there's seven more feet to dig. 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 Hello. My name is James Garrison, and I'm the astronaut. Of Branchburg. That's right. Branchburg has a space program. We're a small town, so we can only put about $700 a year into it. But I think that's plenty. It's more than most towns, and our town dares to dream. We started the program after we thought it'd be nice to put a memorial bench on the moon and dedicate it to former councilman Gerald Bateman. After being chosen in a town-wide draft and being made to quit my pharmacist job, I have the distinct honor of carrying out that mission and have been training to assemble the bench for the past three years. My township needs me. Soon after being drafted, I was presented with my uniform, a custodian onesie and a go-kart helmet. 
Then, in order to prepare for zero gravity, the town had me submerge myself in the YMCA pool for five hours a day, just walking around on the bottom, practicing putting together the bench. But one day, while coming up for air, a kid landed on me during a cannonball, nearly broke my neck. 16-year-old lifeguard bravely dove in and gave mouth-to-mouth to the astronaut of Branchburg. You know how hard it is to give mouth-to-mouth to someone in a go-kart helmet? Township gave her a medal, which, yes, that was deserved, but made me all the more eager to go to space and earn my medals. Yep. After that, the township advanced me to stage two, setting up a tent on White Oak Park's sand volleyball courts, which, according to the township, is the closest thing Branchburg has to a lunar surface. Now I have to live there now. My wife, God bless her soul, shed a tear, but she understood. Duty calls. Now, I could only message my wife on this device, which I found out last year is an old Game Boy. Guess all this time I was renewing my vows with Charizard. Gotta admit I was a bit peeved, but then again, maybe that anger stems from eating astronaut food for three years straight which, according to Branchburg Space Program, is just Cheerios. Honestly, I don't know where they got that, but I just need to remember how lucky I am. There are plenty of folks who would kill to be in my situation. Anyways, shortly after arriving in the park, I began storing my feces. No one said to, but, well, I saw it in a space movie once and wanted to get some practice. Just so you know, growing potatoes from feces is an old wives' tale. I tried burying in the wood chips at the park, but a kid jumped off the swing set and landed right into my creation. His parents are threatening a lawsuit, but what judge would rule against an astronaut? Building a bench isn't my only mission on the moon. Last year, a local millionaire bequeathed our space program $50,000 on the condition that his ashes be spread on the moon. That was the most money the space program had ever seen, and it seemed like we really had a chance to blast off. Gerald Bateman's moon bench was finally going to be built. Meanwhile, kids at the park were starting to make fun of me, saying I thought a Pokemon was my wife. I decided to show them, and, uh, well, I'm not proud of this, but I went ahead and used that space money to buy a Ferrari. God immediately punished me for this because as soon as I merged off the lot, an 18-wheeler struck me. Nearly killed me. Doctor said if I wasn't wearing my go-kart helmet, I'd be dead. Township wasn't happy, and they punished me too, of course. Since I had no money left, they took away one of my tent poles. Then, to make things worse, I was using the park's merry-go-round one day to experience G-Force, and it got so fast I lost my grip of the millionaire's ashes flew off and hit a child. The boy was stunned. I kept trying to tell him it was a magic trick. Of course, he didn't believe me as soon as he saw part of the millionaire's jawbone on the ground. Now I have two sets of parents suing me, on top of, of course, now the millionaire's family. Part of me wonders if I ever actually will go to space. I don't know how long Branchburg is going to keep up the space program. I hear the whispers that I'm wasting my time, that there's a better way for the town to spend $700 a year than on a man who temporarily turned the park into an EPA Superfund site. 
I know once a stoplight needs to be repaired, I'm on the chopping block. But I guess if I had free Cheerios for three years and a Ferrari for five minutes, what's it matter? Neil Armstrong never had that. Kind of forget what my wife looks like. I hope she's a blonde. The Branchburg police has some sad news. Gambler, the deer we taped several baseball bats to earlier this year as a test, was hit by a school bus two days ago. Gambler was pronounced dead at the scene. The school bus was carrying the Branchburg Middle School baseball team, who now claims ownership over the bats, and we are currently trying to get the bats back. It is at this time that the Branchburg Township Committee will open our monthly meeting to public comment. Hello. Hello, sir. Please state your name and address into the microphone. Matthew P. Herzog, 46 Windy Willow Way. Hello, Mr. Herzog. What's your comment today? Well, uh, you may know me as the person who's been putting those stop the hole signs all around Branchburg. Oh, that's... that's you? What are those signs exactly? They're on every lawn in this town. As far as I know, the town has no plans to make a... Hole. It's my brother! My brother's digging a hole in his backyard and you need to stop him! Your brother? Yes! My twin brother, Norman! A hole gets bigger and bigger every day! You need to put an end to this! Do whatever you gotta do! Slap him! Punch him in the back! I don't care! Just knock some sense into him! Stop the hole! Stop the hole! <sighs> Mr. Herzog, how have you convinced so many people to put these signs on their lawns? I threaten them. What do you mean you threaten them? I tell them I'll take away their cable TV. You can't do that. Why not? What do you mean, why not? We're getting off topic here. Can you just slap my brother, please? Well, did he apply for a permit? I, I don't think so. Oh. Hmm. Well, that is concerning. I know it is! We gotta stop him! How big is the hole? Fifteen by twenty. Inches? No. Feet? Wow. That's a big hole. What's he plan on using it for? Nothing! That's the worst part! He's just digging a hole because he likes digging! So not a home project or for any personal gain? No! It's anarchy! He's always doing things like this! He's annoying! I see. Well, it sounds like Branchburg needs to get its hands on your brother. Yes! Seize him! Because if he's just digging for the hell of it, perhaps the town could use that hole for something. What? Fifteen by twenty feet is no small hole. This town has actually been looking for a hole like that for quite some time. What? No, you haven't. We could help him. The hole just needs to be a little bit bigger. No, it doesn't. It's too big already. Skate park, ice rink, bomb shelter. The, the possibilities are endless. I say let's help him. No. We could send him resources. No. A team of engineers from the works department. No. We will send him the town's largest shovel. No. Tell your brother to contact us, will you? Oh, God. Actually, we should contact him. Of course, it may need some convincing if he's just doing it for the love of digging. Perhaps we need to convince him with signs of our own. What? Perhaps something like stop the hole from being wasted! No! You have to slap my brother! Stop the hole! Stop the hole! Stop the hole! Thank you for your input, Mr. Herzog, and please thank your brother as well. to whether or not we should run out the menu.
municipal building for Mr. Swain's upcoming funeral. Mr. Swain, your vote. Yes! Everyone else? The two children were a boy and a girl. It was a Wednesday in the middle of winter, and they had decided to skip school. The boy told his parents he had come down with diabetes, a disease he'd learned about the day before. The girl told her parents that the principal had died. Neither set of parents had the time nor energy to investigate these claims any further. The boy and the girl were both in fifth grade at Branchburg Elementary School. They were the type of kids someone talks about around a bonfire 20 years later under the assumption that they must be dead by now. They each possessed a low hum of general misbehavior, with the occasional act of misbehavior so disruptive that an assembly would need to be called to address it. The boy once ripped off a teacher's wig. The girl was prone to luring deer inside the school. Their friendship was one of mutual respect and geographic convenience. They had decided to skip because they wondered what the world was like while they were at school. That morning, they met at a tree they both knew and set out wandering around their neighborhood on foot. They wandered for hours, talking about teachers they found bizarre. They stepped on ants, they threw a brick at an old mirror, they saw an old woman fire a pistol at a helium balloon that had gotten stuck in her tree. But mostly, they were bored. The world while they were at school seemed to mostly consist of still lawns, and people considering whether or not they should honk their car horns at someone who did not immediately move when the light turned green. It lacked the sense of consequence their school day had. After all, whose wig is worth ripping off in the real world? Like most children who spend a day wandering around, they ended up at the park. The girl threw wood chips at a tree, and the boy jumped on and off a bench. At some point, the boy suggested they go back to school. The girl agreed. She had an idea for mischief involving the fire extinguisher. But just as they were about to leave, they saw something that caught their eye. An adult man, all by himself, was climbing up the steps of the yellow slide. The most peculiar thing about this man, however, was that he was the girl's father. He was at the park all by himself, wearing a suit. The children hid behind a picnic table, but it was clear he had not noticed them. He stood at the top of the slide for a few seconds, and then launched himself inside. Almost instantly, he became stuck. The girl's father had clogged the slide. A few moments went by. The two children stared at the slide. It wiggled as the man tried to jar himself loose. Then the slide went still. Soon, the word help began to echo out of it. These cries for help became more and more worried, the man's fear illuminating every letter of the word. The children were the only other people in the park. The girl asked aloud if they should do something, but she did not realize that the boy had run away. He had run across the parking lot and begun climbing the chain-link fence that surrounded the baseball field. When the girl finally looked back, the boy had reached the top. He jumped and landed right on his back. He did not move. The girl looked back at the slide that contained the screams of her trapped father, and then back at the unconscious boy at the bottom of the fence. She ran away in the opposite direction, and returned to sixth period. That night, the girl's father got home late. He said there had been a lot of traffic, and that he could really use a beer. Three days later, the boy returned to school in a wheelchair. He said he had gotten hurt fighting a robber. He claimed to have defeated the robber. He also claimed to have a glass eye, despite it being clear it was still his birth eye. The boy grew up to become a man who frequented bowling alleys. The girl grew up to win $35,000 in a lawsuit against Staples. They never hung out again. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to This is Branchburg with Brendan and Corey. They'll be glad you did.